It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Gary Woodham is the Chief Executive of Harness Racing New Zealand. Good morning to you, Gary. Not an ideal way to start Sunday. Do you have any updates for us? Morning, gents, and thanks for having me on here. Um, yeah, I can, Michael. Um, in fact, you might hear my phone going backwards and forwards buzz- buzzing because I'm actually supposed to be on conference calls, but um, let's see how we go. Uh, at the moment, the club um, have worked... Uh, with the Stipes and the preference is to run at Eddington tomorrow. Uh, There is a Greyhound meeting at Eddington tomorrow, so there will be cameras and service people and Eddington staff will be on site, so that's a a plus. We now have to work with the TAB and get all those schedules worked out with Tabcorp Australia uh, to make sure that we can run it on those days and what time time slots we do. So it is a moving uh, beast, but uh, at this stage the, the preference is to run tomorrow at Eddington. Gary, I would presume if that's the case, the scratchings are reinstated. Would that be right? Yeah, and we probably get more, Michael, for the fact that there are some horses, and let's be fair, that their legs are better on grass than grit, and so um, that becomes a moving feast as well. So we have to work through all of that overnight once we've determined. I hope that we can have that all um, sorted within the next half an hour, just so you know. And um, if there's any update, I'll get it to you straight away. Anyone who's had a horse nominated should have been text by now and Andrew Morris and Catherine McDonald will be working through to, to not, uh, make sure that everybody who's concerned and has horses, either trained or nominated, gets information ASAP. Gary, it's such a busy time of year and uh, you know, c- considering tomorrow would be well, a lost leader, there's no way the industry could make money out of a, a Monday afternoon uh, harness meeting. It could even be a, a later afternoon meeting for all we know. Um, the process around uh, you know, not racing today, um, could it have been sped up? Or, or just, just a, not, not so much, it's not critical of what's happened, but how does it all work? And, and just explain that to us. Okay, so the track was checked yesterday and okay. Uh, we've had a deluge out at uh, Banks Peninsula overnight, which, uh, to be fair, wasn't actually on, on the radar, so it's just come from somewhere, but that's weather. So the team went out there straight away early this morning, looked at it, walked it, got stipes out there. We asked our uh, track master, John Denton, uh, from Eddington to go out. He's walked it with a number of people and they've determined that it's unsafe. Um, so they've done everything that I think they can in the time zone. We had looked at it yesterday, but it was good enough. Yesterday we, we were concerned that we might have to move it quicker, And but they had bugger all rain out there the day before. They just got it overnight. And again, the Met Service didn't have that on the, on the prediction. So um, we've done everything we can, Greg, and uh, I know how they work and I know that they try to do their best to get it, but well, first of all, safety comes first. Not a lot of fun, Gary, for the participants, but it's great we can potentially run it again tomorrow. Um, it does raise the question about grass tracks over summer. They're, they're such a massive winner for the industry, the big fields and the very, very high turnovers. Um, 
we're pretty lucky, really, aren't we? We don't get a lot of bleeding noses with these. We don't get a lot of them cancelled. So um, they're such great turnover drivers. We have to cop one once in a while, won't we? Yeah, Mike, we are blessed with it. And that's the part I like about our business model is we have the grit and the grass. And we had that alternatives for animals that their legs are different, you know, tendon that are different and, and they like the grass better than, than the grit. And so we are blessed with it. But every now and then we get a bleeding nose. Um, but if we have a look at our history for this year, we haven't had too many of them. And I do feel for Bruce Sherrick and his team, I think they're at number 10 or 11 now. And um, But we'll, we should be able to turn this one around and run it. So it won't be abandoned. It won't be lost to the industry. But uh, as put there, we probably won't get the same turnover. But And that's a problem. And I, I But it's also and we need to run these races for these horses because there's a lot coming up. And we'll discuss some of that very shortly, but it's, uh, there's a lot coming up. And there's race spinning next weekend, and some of these horses need to have these races this week to get prepped for next week. So you know how it all works. It's uh, the fine-tuned um, athletes, and we need to make sure that they're looked after and, and they get their opportunities. Gary, we heard the, the very big and, and pleasing results out of Addington during Cup Week, two massive days of turnover. That helps, and obviously Cup Week is, is a... The jewel in the crown. How are we heading turnover-wise as we get right to the back end of what's our first calendar year season? Because there's been some uh, some challenges, and obviously harness racing for much of the season didn't get the same level of coverage on television that the gallops get. Where are we with more or less a month to go compared with what we were budgeted to be at? Okay, let's talk about two things here. First of all. Uh, cup week, an absolute gem. So 7.5 million cup day and turnovers a record. New Zealand Cup itself was 2.15 million a record. Ashburton was 1.64 on the Thursday, a record, and 3.91 on show day, a record. That was, that's probably going to be close to 4 million with all the wash out of um, the likes of drivers' championships and, and multis and so forth. So So stunning. And that comes down to a number, of, a lot of reasons. A, the calendar was changed, so the horses had different preps. The club come to the party and made sure that they worked HRNZ and we put the right races on for the type of animals around. And then we get the media yourselves, um, even even uh, TV1, TV3, HRNZ marketing collectively, and of course New Zealand Metro couldn't leave them out. They did a marvellous job. Um, and collectively, by promoting it the way we did, we've ended up with something bigger than uh, we had expected. So good gold rush there for us. Um, the whole season, Michael, going back to that, we're close to the end of it. And if I look at where we were, we're about 27.5% up on what we thought our GBR, gross betting revenue, would be. So um, smiles on faces at HRNZ at the moment. Um, we've got a a, a lot of good racing to come uh, over the next couple of three, four, three to four weeks, and hopefully, if that uh, carries on, we won't won't move negatively um, south with that number. Now, that's great that we've done well, but we are a co-op, and that money goes into the bigger till called TAB, and it gets washed out with sport, um, lots of rugby and league and soccer and netball and every cricket, all the rest, as well as the other two codes, as well as our imports. So. I won't know how we get from a payment point of view personally for our own harness racing coffers, but I can tell you our contribution is up on where we said would be. Well, that's great news, Gary. Let's talk about the Grand Prix meeting. Now, that's 
uh, two weeks from today. It's on a Sunday, and I think a lot of people still haven't got their heads around it. The trainers probably do because they're heading there. But it comes hard on the back of Cut Week in Christchurch. And I'll be honest, Gary, I'm completely stuffed. I'm knackered from Cut Week <laughs> and, and racing this week. And I think lots of our trainers and drivers are too, uh, and our administrators. Is it ideal timing for Grand Prix Day? Is it a case that we need to run it the first year and work out what we need to do with it in the next year? Uh, is it maybe should it be a week later, closer to Christmas, so we can try and get more of a Christmas type crowd in the hospitality side? I'm I'm not sure how it's going to go, and by no means am I being dismissive of it. But Gary, it sort of feels to me like I've been to a couple of huge parties at Addington, big race days. And I'm not talking drinking; I'm talking the emotional experience of those days. And then the Inter Dominions is on for some people, and this wonderful big day of what's going to be some great racing sort of comes out of nowhere and it's sort of taken me a bit by surprise, to be honest, Gary. Yeah, good call, Michael. Um, and it can get like that, but uh, what we did is we looked at it, and this is part of the architect team that we had in looking at the best use of the animals in the right time of the year. We used to have a thing called the Harness Jewels, which ran in June, um, and most times we got ourselves into trouble with wet weather. Um, we also had horses that were staying up a little bit longer than they wanted to, uh, and they needed to freshen up. And so the architects come up with the decision that Canterbury was the place where the horses are going to come to for Cup Week, and we should try and keep them all there um, and look at all the other grade races and um, try and put the party on there. Now, we worked with Addington. Um, later on, doesn't make sense for them. They've got all the statistics that show them that people, once it gets close to Christmas, racing goes off their uh, radar, they want to have family time rather than racing. So the right time that we, the architects considered was this weekend of the uh, 4th of December and hoping that uh, we've still got a couple of races to go on the 25th, 26th down here and then through to that. Uh, we talked to trainers. Uh, they were happy about it and we then worked with the club. And putting on these big races then is, is the test, uh, no doubt about it. And I guess the, the proof will be in the pudding once we've run it. Um, and yes, there are intermediates, but I don't know many that are going to that now. Um, but I'd rather be going to the race meeting with the sun on my back than a cold chill in my face. Gary, is there any reason why we didn't just move the jewels to there? I mean, we could have rearranged it, I realise, because we have a lot of the same horses, two- and three-year-olds, and and even the ability for the four-year-olds to go there if we wanted them to. I know there's going to be a free-for-all trotting race that day, and obviously the derby could be there, but I think if it was called Jewels Day, people could work with that, whereas the new Aces races um, might confuse people. Why don't we just not make it the Jewels? Yeah, that's a good point, Michael. It was that's what you have marketing people for. The jewels has a resonation and has uh, in people's mind what it is. We wanted to change that up a little bit and consider it something else. So the name changing was so that we could promote it differently going forward than the old model of the jewels. Um, and so that that was the thinking of the team. And um, again, we'll see how that goes. Um, look, it's a damn unbelievable day of yet, like you just said. Um, some of the races that are on there, like you say, are jewels. But we still have the Sunshine Star New Zealand Pacing Derby there. We have the New Zealand Pacing Oaks. Um, so that we've still got the big the big guns still there. Um, the free-for-all trots there. So, look, it's putting a couple of meetings that we would have had 
separately together and try and give themselves a big day. I don't know many places that have the amount of Group 1s on a schedule and Group 3s like we have here. So it was, let's try it. If it's wrong, we'll, we'll get back to the well. We've got a three-year cycle on the terminations of this calendar. Very happy with what I'm seeing in year one. We'll see how this goes. Um, and we've also got some stuff happening after this day uh, down in Invercargill so that we have to test out as well. Uh, Gary, before we even get there, Michael's talking about being slightly jaded. Uh, we go to Addington on Friday night, and as a result of the uh, Grand Prix day, we have a whole lot of essentially preludes to it. Well, actually, we've got the What the Hill New Zealand Trotting Oaks at Group 1 level, uh, which is no prelude for $100,000. The Lone Star Sire Stakes, two-year-old uh, trot for 65000 And then you get into some of these prelude races, the Sundon three-year-old Colts and Geldings. There's a $50,000 uh, Trotting Mares race. There's the Hilarious Guest Phillies race, which leads into the Oaks. There's the Ian Dobson three-year-old Classic, which has Johnny Globe's name associated uh, with it. And not only that, you rock from Addington on Friday to Geraldine on Saturday, where they have their cup meeting and always have a really good trot as well. Um, so there's nowhere to hide here. No, and you also got Auckland the night before Addington on the 24th, and you've got non-winners trots, 20,000, non-winners pace, 20,000, non-winners fillies and mares. You've got 35 and above faster trot, $25,000. There's money being shed at this time of the year because, and there's a reason for it, there's more horses around, they're fitter, they've just been through campaigns, and they're getting older. So the horses that are two, are getting their legs and more strengthened. Three-year-olds now turn four in January. They're coming to the end of it, and they're a stronger beast. And so the money's come out. And honestly, if you owned a horse or trained a horse, this is where you should have been looking for the riches of this year. But that that is a stunner, that Friday the 25th at the Met. And that is why uh, we go into the Grand Prix Day on the 4th, because this is the lead-in race to get these horses ready for the, the big day. A lot of money on, on, on show here, and um, good luck to those who own them and train them. Yeah, and of course, it's the length and breadth of the country because the $100,000 Invercargill Cup's being run on the 17th, and you go north, and you've got the Franklin Cup uh, with Lincoln Farms, and I think it's the, the Green Lane Trotters Cup. Uh, that's about 50000 as well. And I understand that copy that, he could also be in the uh, Thames Summer Cup. I think the Thames Summer Cup's on the 17th and the Franklin Cup on the 31st. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's something for everyone, Gary, that's for sure. Yeah, so what you've got is you, if you go to the uh, Friday, December the 16th in Auckland, that flows in. That's the Thames members' trot for 50000 You've got the Group 1 uh, Mears free-for-all, Queen of Hearts, 100000 And you've got the Group 3 Thames Goldfield Summer Cup for fifty. Then you whip, on, whip yourself on down to Invercargill um, on the 17th, the Saturday, if you, can, if you can get a flight from Auckland to Invercargill that quick. Um, the David Moss Stakes for trotters. Uh, $30,000. You've got a two-year-old Phillies for $20,000, a two-year-old Colts for $20,000, and then you've got um, your $100,000 Ascot Hotel in Vicargo Cup. And then you, you doesn't finish there, Greg. Then you float yourself onto New Year's Eve back to Auckland, and you've got non-winners truck trots for $20,000. You've got a $25,000 trot. You've got a Majestic Horse Floats Greenland Cup, 50000 You've got the Northern Juvenile Classic, twenty-five. 
And then you got the Mega Spinner size Northern Northern Classic for forty, and finished yourself off the Lincoln Farms Franklin Cup for fifty. Mate, there, again, there's money everywhere at the moment, and that is our last day of the new calendar. Clearly, Saturday the thirty first of December. So the, we'll put a dot at the end of that sentence and add all the dollars up and get into review time. Gary, my head's spinning, and probably most people listening probably does as well, but go to hrnz.co.nz, click on the programs, you'll see everything there that you need to know, and uh, yeah, there's so much for people to get involved in. Just before we let you go, um, the trot slot race, have we got an update on that? Uh, still work in progress. The So the, the desire, will and want to have it is yes, it's the funding mechanism and making sure that we get it, the right funding to make sure it's worth people's travel because that's a big concern. So uh, we've had two presentations on it so far, and the answer to that is let's keep going, and hopefully within the next two weeks we get it uh, dialed down and, and we can then start telling everybody you know, what it will be and how it will look. But uh, Cambridge uh, team are doing a great job. It's just making sure that we can afford it and we're not using monies that we would use for other um, type racing than a slot race. Gary, wouldn't it be, though, like, like, I'm a huge fan of the slot trot race. I think it's an absolute must. I think of all the things we've just discussed, it's the most important because it's the one thing I can sell to the editors at the Herald and to the people who run this radio station. We know that because SENZ bought into it last year with the pacing race. Isn't it a case that of all the new ventures we can have, this is the most important because we've already got the race by grins. I understand that. Um, you know, when you say about the money, for example, if you said to me the fifty thousand dollar whatever somewhere, or the David Moss trotted in Invercargill, and I'm not picking on Invercargill, anything. Yeah. If one of these races disappeared, so Harness Race New Zealand could pay fifty into the trot slot race, wouldn't that be a bigger investment? Because don't the biggest events, as we just saw from Cup Week, get the biggest bang? Like I'm not by any means trying to spend other people's money. But I think if we get this trot race, which will be the biggest trotting race outside the Northern Hemisphere, um, I think it's really something we can sell to people, whereas some of these other races are nice additions to a day. That's my view. What's your view? Yeah, so I don't I don't disagree with you, but one of the things that we are obliged to and must do uh, via the racing is make sure that we're fair to everybody. And so uh, we can't just keep keep putting money at the top, and we've been very careful not to do that uh, since I've joined. Um, I just want to make sure that if we get questioned, we can firmly say the money is spent for these particular reasons and making sure that we're not taking it away from some other owners and trainers along the way. So there is a balance. Um, I'm, I'm very keen to make it happen like you, Michael. I think it would be great for our industry to have both gates represented on the same night. I, um, I loved it last time I went there. Um, I think we can make it bigger and I think this is the first step in doing so. But we will look at it all um, and I'm positive that we can work our way through it and make it happen. If it comes down to Gary a push and a shove, we need 50k to make this happen. Cambridge can help come up with via the slots, blah blah blah. If it comes up to 50k, are Harness Racing New Zealand happy to go down that path or do they not want to put money from the industry into it? No, no, we were looking at all options, and it, um, but we do have to be careful how much we put, we put industry money into it. That is a major concern. But again, balance with what return do we think we get. So as long as I can stand in front of people and answer it with facts, then we're, we're a go. If we feel that we've done the wrong thing, we need to check ourselves and take time to make sure we do it. And I'd rather make, take time, 
get it right and be able to defend a decision, then make a, a quick decision and then find it was wrong. Um, one of the things I think was done very well through the architects team and bringing a whole lot of uh, people from the sport into HRNZ over last year um, was the change of calendar. And we had over 200 people talking to us about that. You two gentlemen were part of that. And I think we've come up with a, a very good calendar that is <coughs> now proven to work. So we want to make sure that we do the right type of critiquing when we make big decisions like this. Gary, thank you for an extended interview this morning on Trot's Talk and for support, supporting the show this year. Um, if you do get a chance to text Gregory, um, if and when we find out when this race meeting tomorrow will go ahead, but of course also Harness Race New Zealand has its own website and socials for that sort of thing. But Gary, we appreciate the uh, extended update on all things Harness Racing. Thank you, gents, and uh, I will do that. I'll just say I've had three calls come in from different places, so I'll get off now, and uh, I'll give us an update ASAP.